Yo, 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 it's Sir Matt. It's your boy, Kush. And we're back again. Again. With Tales from the Kicks. Kicks. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Today's kicks are... The Air Force One <laughs> Experimentals. I fucks with them. I love them. I, I love I, them. Yo, these shoes is crazy. So it's the Ex- Air Force Experimentals Halloween edition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Black and orange, glow in the dark, crazy, just crazy. Love it. The color combination on it is just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I ain't, I ain't gonna do all that, but it's nice. I fucks with it. Well, I'm I a really... sneakerhead, so I do. All yeah, that. you know what I'm saying. I like it. I love it. I like the little hints of orange they got in there and everything. It's nothing too much. It's not overwhelming. The gray and the black and the orange all mesh very well together. Well, see, and it's not even like a real gray. It's just like that. Mm-hmm. That. What's this? It's that um fucking. That's just a Nike tag, nigga. Oh, I ain't know that. But the fucking, <laughs> that film that they put over it, it gives the black like a grayish look. Yeah. So in certain yeah, I definitely see that. In certain ways, it looks gray, and in certain ways, mm-hmm. it don't. But at nighttime, all you gonna see is your foot glowing. And eyes everywhere. Everywhere. There's eyes all over this damn shoe. All over. It's like one spider and a hundred eyes. One fighter with a hundred One what? Eyes. One fighter. <laughs> one fighter. <laughs> one spider. <laughs> I got one fighter. I was like, damn, I hope he didn't catch that. <laughs> I can hear you. You're right. You're right. The volume's turned all oh, the way yeah. up. <laughs> You're right. You're I right. can hear a rat shit. Oh my god! You give him some privacy. No, there's no privacy in my house. Oh fuck! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. You want privacy? You get your own house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gotta go tell these kids to be quiet right now. <laughs> oh fuck! All right. All right. All right. All right. So that's the shoe. That's the shoe. That's the I shoe we that. brought you. For sure. Hopefully you enjoy it, and if you do got it, hopefully you rocking it. I have not rocked mine yet, but I do plan to this Halloween. Got two, got two shoes I want to rock this Halloween. Well, this Halloween season, I should say. Okay, okay. I ain't trying to go all out for Halloween. I don't do that. Yeah. I do celebrate, but I don't go all crazy and shit. But tell us about these pops you picked. So the pops that I picked, right? We only have two of them for you today, but. <laughs> Max was scratching. I thought it was a thunderstorm. Was Max like, was going ham. Yeah. Like, what's going on? You good, Max? Yeah, you good. <laughs> Just wink that. So the pops that I picked today, we do only have two of them. Okay. All right, but they do tie into both of my tales for you and all of our listeners. Well, thank you. I love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course. Together. My first pop is gonna be on Candyman. Okay. Candy man the Candyman can. Now, he makes the world taste good. I picked the Candyman because other than like Freddy Krueger, he I see him as like a very one of the one of the top five or top three like slashers. I would say like serial killers. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you'll understand why I picked him. Mm-hmm. And uh, on my other pop, we have. The original witch doctor. 
from Scooby-Doo. The OG witch doctor. The OG witch doctor. Now, I remember coming home from school, mm-hmm. running straight running straight into the living room, putting that shit on, and was like, this is my shit right here. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Fuck homework. We doing this. Yo, it was so crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Because last episode, we were talking about, uh, me and JoJo got to talking about some cartoons. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because Scooby-Doo was one of the cartoons that I brought up. And then today, you pulling out the witch doctor. That shit's funny. See, and if you don't know that Sir Mac is a very, very big fan of Scooby-Doo, I specifically remember high school days where he came walking in with the whole ass Scooby-Doo under his arm. I had that Scooby-Doo for years. years. Even after I graduated, I still had that motherfucker with me. Yeah. Like, through the army and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I think I only, I just lost him, like, I think I lost him, like, four years ago. Oh no! I don't know where the fuck he went. I want to say he's in storage somewhere, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Damn. That was my dog. Literally. That was literally my dog. Yeah. Yeah. Big shoes to fill, Max. Okay. Big shoes. It's okay. Max is real. Damn. You're right. <laughs> so the Wiz Doctor, right? Now, the reason why. I decided to go with the witch doctor mm-hmm. is not only because of childhood memories. It sounds the same to me. Over here sounds the same as over here. No, but I can. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I, I get uh, what you. I get no, what you talk about. You know, I got to do it again. Over here sounds the same as over here. One of them sounds a lot better. So I'm just gonna be talking to you like this then. Yeah, you don't see me doing it. Yeah, that's not. That's what I've been doing. Oh, I hear it now. I hear it now. I hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. See, see, I hear that shit now. I I position the mic to where the front is facing mm. me, so when I'm leaning in, I'm actually going into the front of the mic. You, my friend, probably need this. You could go ahead and edit, edit up into this part. <laughs> Five, four, three. <laughs> Yeah. So the reason why I pitched the wig doc pitched. <laughs> why is this laugh so hysterical? <laughs> this shit should be in a movie. <laughs> What's up? It's Matt. It's your boy Kush. And um, we're back again. Now, if you're listening to this episode and you heard the first one, this is not like some type of repeat or you're not crazy. You didn't start over. We just fucked up. And we're going to jump into Kush's story. All right, here we go. Dr. Harold Shipman, a.k.a. Doctor of Death, the Angel of Death. Or the good doctor. Mm. Now, Harold was born on January 14th, 1946, on the Bestwood Estate, a council estate in Nottingham, Nottinghamshire. That's, that's, 
That's a weird. I've never heard of that Nottingham, Nottinghamshire. That's crazy. I guess that's like New York and New York. You know what I'm saying? Like New York, New York. Yeah, but I've heard of New York. I've never heard of who? North Nottinghamshire. Nottinghamshire. Where the hell is that? This is in England. Ah, that's why I've never mm-hmm, heard of it. Mm-hmm. Now, he is, uh, Harold is the second of the three children of Harold Frederick Shipman, a truck driver, while his mother was a working class parent and were devout Methodists. Wow. Now, when he when Harold Shipman was growing up, he was an accomplished rugby player in the youth leagues. He passed his 11 plus in 1957, moving to Hive Pavement Grammar School. So like it's like a it's like an advanced school or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause do smart. That's, he and, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Harold ended up leaving the grammar school in 1964 and excelled as a distant runner in his final year at school served as vice captain of the athletics team. Okay. So I guess he was like a, he was a jock. Boy was getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, Shipman was particularly close to his mother who did die of lung cancer when he was just at the young age of 17. Her death came in a manner similar to what later became Shipman's own modius operandi. You ever heard that before? No, never. So the modus operandi is like a, a, a switch. You know what I'm saying? So like, like a when switch off a tree? No, 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 switch, like, switch into, like, something else. A transformation? No, like, um, you know, you have a, have you have, have you have a switch for, like, to turn on your emotions and turn off your emotions? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. Or, like, so. when somebody made you snap. Oh, when somebody bring you to your boiling yeah, point. Yeah, like, that was his, that was his breaking point. Now, in the later stages of Harold's mother's disease, she had morphine administered at home by doctor. Uh, Harold witnessed his mother's pain subside, but still her terminal condition until she died on June 21st, 1963. Okay. On November 19th, 6066. Damn. 1966. He married Primrose Max Oxtoby. He ended up having four children. That's what I said. Now, Shipman did study medicine at Leeds School of Medicine, University of Leeds, graduating with the class of 1970. He began working at Pontefract General Infirmary and Pontefract West Riding of Yorkshire. And in 1974, he took his first position as a general practitioner at the Abraham Ormerod Medical Center in Todd Morden. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, with the title being, you know, a.k.a. Dr. Death, what do you what do you think about that? 
Like, that's the title. Like, the title is, like, Harold Shipman, Doctor of Death. And now he just got his first position as a general practitioner. I'm sure this is probably the time he was known as a good doctor. This is true. This is true. Because... Like I said, this names is that names is not normal for one person to have mm-hmm. good doctor mm-hmm. and angel of death. You're right. It's like carrying a Bible in one hand but a knife in the mm-hmm. other. Now, in the following year, Shipman ended up getting caught for forging prescriptions of pethidine for his own personal use. What's pethidine? What is that? Pethidine? Uh, I want to say it's like a, it's like a Demerol. It's a synthetic opiate pain medication of the phenylpiperidine class. Okay. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I was just like, that was, so it, that okay. hurt my head. <laughs> that hurt my head. I was just trying to find out what it did. True. Mm, you made me think too hard. I'm telling you, that shit hurt, right? <laughs> I don't even know what that could be. I I just did not expect that. It's basically it's basically like a synthetic opioid muscle relaxer. Oh, okay. You know Why did you say a fucking muscle relaxer? I don't fucking know. You made that shit hard. Hard as fuck. Hurt my head. Hurt my soul. Hurt my body. I just you. don't understand I medicine. I guess not. I don't know medicine. Harold ended up being fined. 600 euros and Shit. briefly attended a drug rehabili- rehabilitation <laughs> rehabilitation clinic in York. thought you were going to say rehabilitation. <laughs> he became a GP. GP is also a general practitioner. Okay. Just in case so you don't get you don't get caught up when I say GP and blah blah blah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, he became a GP at the Donnybrook Medical Center in Hyde, near Manchester, in 1977. Okay. Those are some names I'm familiar with. Right, right, right. I, I know Manchester. He was just playing them on FIFA, wasn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Now, Harold continued working as a GP in Hyde throughout the 1980s and established his own surgery at 21 Market Street in 1993. Damn, so he had his own mm-hmm. his own shit popping. This is where he got the term good doctor because he was becoming a respected member of the community. And in 1983, he was interviewed in an edition of the Granada television documentary. Nigga. That's all right. <coughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> all right. At least you know, you know, at least you know where to good. stop. <laughs> all right. Ready? Three, yeah. two. Harold continued working as a GP in Hyde throughout the 1980s and established his own surgery at 21 Market Street in 1993. That's what's up. Okay. Becoming a respected member of the community in 1983, he was interviewed in an edition of the Granada television documentary, Road in Action, 
on how the mentally ill should be treated in the community. Hmm. Now, hmm. this all aired a year after... Um, you're going to have to edit that out. Sorry. I almost, I almost gave it away. This when I said... A, in March 1998, mm-hmm. Linda Reynolds of the Brooks Surgery and Hyde expressed concerns to John Pollard, the coroner for the South Manchester District. He was. They were concerned about the high death rate among Shipman's patients. Hmm. In particular, she was concerned about the large number of cremation forms for elderly women that he had needed countersigned. Police were unable to find any sufficient evidence to bring charges and closed the investigation on the 17th of April. Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, so wait, wait, when you say the um, you needed what court sign? The countersign. Countersign? Uh-huh. What is that? Countersign is like uh, when somebody overrules the signature. You can overrule the signature? How? I don't know. I How don't you know just go they... around the entire family? And nobody was alive? I guess. I don't know. Nah, that's bullshit. What? Exactly. The police weren't able to find anything either. You know what I'm saying? Um. Well, yeah. He kind of like cremated them. The shipment inquiry later blamed the Greater Manchester Police for assigning inexperienced officers to the case. Damn, so he is like the shipment inquiry, like the person that inquired about the wariness about his patients. Yeah. Blamed the Manchester Police for not sending like experienced officers. Like, how you get cussed out? Like, how the fuck are you going to send a bunch of rookies to my motherfucking house? Show me some fucking respect. You know what I mean? Wow. Exactly. After the investigation was closed, Shipman killed three more people. Fuck. In August, taxi driver John Shaw told the police that he suspected Shipman of murdering 21 patients. Damn, that's a lot. I'm telling you, he is he's on it. Shaw became suspicious as many of the elderly customers he took to the hospital, who seemed to be like in good health, ended up dying when they were in the good doctor's care. Of course. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Why did the good guys always turn bad? That's fucked up. Harold Shipman's last victim was Kathleen Grundy. She was found dead at her home June 24th, 1998. He was the last person to see her alive. He later signed her death certificate, recording the cause of death as old age. So he how he just he got access to everything. Mhm. Grundy's daughter, lawyer Angela Woodrow. Mhm. Her daughter's a fucking lawyer. She became concerned when the solicitor, Brian Burgess, Mm -hmm. informed her that a will had been made, apparently by her mother, 
with doubts about its authenticity. Mm-hmm. Now, the will included Rudolf and her children, mm-hmm. but left 386,000 euros to Shipman. Uh, Burgess's urging, like, um, Burgess was basically pushing her uh-huh. to go, like, and tell the police and everything. So she went to the police, and it began, like, the biggest in Vegas investigation. So it went from, nah, there's not enough evidence to, to now like, it's the yeah, biggest investigation. This, yeah. Come on. That's what I'm saying. Grundy's body was exhumed and found to contain traces of di- diamorphine, which is also known as heroin. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Often used for the pain control and the terminal cancer patients, uh-huh. Shipman claimed that Grundy had been an addict and showed them comments he had written to that effect in his computerized medical journal. So he forged his notes and everything as well. Wow. So he's just a whole fraud. Mm-hmm. Now, however, examination of his computer showed that they were written after his death, or after her death. Kathleen Grundy. Yeah. Okay. Often used for pain control in terminal cancer patients. Shipman claimed that Grundy had been an addict, forged all of her comments, um, forged all of the comments in, like, her recent medical visits. That way it didn't raise suspicion. So he went back and forged a whole bunch of notes from all her prior visits. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, um, since he decided to put all of them in a computer, mm-hmm. the police confiscated his computer. And they showed that they were written all after her death. Shit. He was then arrested on September 1998. September 7th, 1998. Fuck. Mm-hmm. He was found, uh, was found to own a brother typewriter, the same type that he used to forge the will. And they knew that because... Uh, his fingerprints... They used, he was using her brother typewriter, like the brand. Yeah. And he, when he went over there, he didn't count on the police taking his fingerprints. Yeah. So that's ended up how they were like, okay, now we, now we understand why like all of this is being written in the notes and all of it's being backtracked and then the will. Harold Shipman's trial began at Preston Crown Court on October 5th, 1999. Damn. He was then charged with the murders of 15 women by lethal injections of diamorphine, a.k.a. heroin. All between the years 1995 and 1998. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. And he just, uh, uh, excuse me, how many women again? 15. 15. He, he is being charged with 15 counts of murder. And it was just the women? Just women. Well, why do you go from the men? Okay. Mm. Okay, okay, we'll see. Go ahead. January 31st, 2000. 
after six days of deliberation, the jury found Shipman guilty of 15 counts of murder and one count of forgery. It took him six days to find him guilty? Mm-hmm. Evidence must have been solid. It took him six days. That's long. As hell. What the fuck is you debating about? Damn. Nah, I've seen what some, was the evidence? some trials went even longer. I need so. to know what the hell the evidence was provided. because The evidence providing it was the intent to kill for the lady's um, keyboard. Um, her brother thing. The brother typewriter. Yeah, the brother's typewriter with they the fingerprints the, on there. They got the fingerprints off of there. So then they looked at the will and noticed that it did look weird. And that he backlogged all of his yeah. notes. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's so if all of that's the evidence, why is there even a debate about <clears throat> anything for six days? Y'all talk six days to think about this man's evidence. Hey, I've seen it go longer, so six days ain't too bad. But that's just too much evidence to sit there. I can't even argue with somebody about it. Yeah, he's true. guilty. Yeah, he, yeah. Like, you got to prove to me that he not now. <laughs> that's probably what they was doing for the six days probably like they, you could try all you want to but the evidence right there yeah it's right there like it's fingerprints on that typewriter mm-hmm. they probably was trying and to see got that maybe somebody else's evolve or something maybe he put himself in the wheel oh he put himself in the he wheel he put himself in the wheel he forged um the lady's <laughs> will his victim then then shot her up with her and he did all of this after she died after end after she died he uh edited the fucking doctor comments yeah. and doctor notes from her visits and tried to put it to where like it said like she was an addict already. Oh, and then, wow. then said she died from old age. Old age. Old age. How old is mm-hmm. she? She died at eighty-one years old. Okay, I see what he tried to do there. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy to take advantage of somebody mm, at that age. Yeah, 81, you're going to dope her up a heroin? And you going to take her out like that? Did I say it right? Heroin? Heroin. heroin. We don't care if you say it right. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to put politically correct on a drug. Like, <laughs> Marijuana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. On January 31st, mm-hmm. 2000. Mm-hmm. After they found him guilty, he was sentenced to life imprisonment on all 15 counts of murder. Damn, he ain't coming home. Nope. They recommended that he never he be released. Yeah. He don't need to. Yeah, no. I just been saying he don't never need to come home. He dangerous. He gonna be dangerous he in jail, dangerous bro. He was unprovoked and taking out elderly people like, bro. Yeah, he was... That is a menace to society. That's that other word again. Oh. But I ain't even... I'm gonna leave it where it was. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go listen. Mm-mm. He was he was uh, concurrently serving. He, he was doing a bid already. So, like, they added four more years for, forger, for forgering the will. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, so they sentenced him for that and then hit him with another one. With charge. another one, yeah. February 11th. 11 days after his conviction, mm-hmm. Shipman was struck off the medical register the medical <laughs> register by the General Medical Council. So he got his shit revoked. 
Of course. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. It don't even matter. Mm-hmm. He coming home. But, but I'm glad they still yeah. revoked it. Yeah, shit. Just to be like, hey. They should have. They should have been looking out. into it as soon as somebody else could. Like, hey, <clears throat> Y'all something going 15? on over there. Like, dang, like, I'd be like, all right, that's like the third body coming from him. Yeah, he was. He was definitely. He was on roll. Yeah. I don't know. He just didn't on a very bad roll. He didn't see a problem with what he was doing because he saw his mother die. So then, at that point, he probably felt content in that very moment. That switch that I was telling you about, basically, it, he, it flipped him. Like, that was it. He felt that that was, you know, comforting, knowing that his mom wasn't in pain anymore. So then he decided to take it out, and he probably felt like he was helping. Because he saw older women as weak and, like, they, like a mercy killing. What's, you his, not what's his name again? What's his Doctor Harold Shipman. No, nah, it's just Harold Shipman. Well, now it's Harold Shipman. Harold Shipman. Harold, you need your ass whooped. This nigga put respect on the nigga that killed all these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they Look revoked that. it. Oh, you can't call him Doctor no more. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Now, two years later, Home Secretary David Blunkett confirmed the judge's whole life tariff. Just months before British government ministers lost their power to set minimum terms for prisoner. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. This happened overseas? Yeah. He was this is in England. Yeah. I definitely gotta go. I, I didn't know like heroin was like it's it worldwide. Yeah, you know, it was worldwide, my guy. <laughs> I, I Bro, I, what you thought drug trade was? Just between Mexico and the United States? I wouldn't expect Britain. You should expect why. everywhere. I, I don't know why I didn't expect There's that. drugs everywhere, bro. I don't know. I I, I, I see that, but I just didn't. Bro, I, you can go to the middle of the jungle and find a drug. Literally. You can you can find opioids. There's all types of drugs all over this planet. They ain't, they ain't, what? What are you yeah. talking about? Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm, I'm being educated. Excuse me. It's all right. It happens. Stay away from drugs. <laughs> While Harold was locked up, he became making friends... With Peter Moore, who was a fellow serial killer. Wow. Friends. Well, I see how he's in a pod. Mm-hmm. Hey, what you in here for? You know what the fuck you going on. <laughs> they read their papers in the newspaper. Right. They already you knew who each other is. was. Buddy. What the fuck going on? That's it. Shipman consistently denied his guilt. Disputing the scientific evidence against him, he never made any public statements about his actions. Sherman's wife, Primrose, steadfastly maintained her husband's innocence even after his conviction. You scared me. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, uh. Oh, man. So. Oh, shit. Now, Shipman is the only doctor in the history of British medicine found guilty of murdering his patient. Damn. Can you repeat that for me, please? Shipman is the only doctor in the history of British medicine found guilty of murdering his patients. Harold Shipman, he decided that he didn't want to live anymore. Wow. So he hangs himself in his cell at HM Prison Wakefield, 6.20 a.m., January 13th, 2004, 
the eve of his 58th birthday. I'm I'm frustrated because mm-hmm. once again we have another once again, one. We have another person taking another one. out. How are you gonna take all these people out? He was pronounced dead ten minutes shy of two hours at eight ten a.m. So he killed all these people. Yes, and he thought to himself, you know what? I'm gonna kill myself mm-hmm. also because I don't want to face the jail time behind it. He was already in there. He was in there. He made a friend. He made. He got comfortable, but I with, guess he realized he didn't want that life anymore. Yeah, I think it finally got to him. Probably yeah. got to him. Now, even though he is dead, mm-hmm. going through all of his medical records, mm-hmm. they suspected that he killed roughly between two hundred to two hundred and fifty people. He was convicted for 15, but due to his records being altered and all the notes, they don't know who died. Or who got what. Exactly. They don't and know. Then, like I said, all not. of those other ones that had got cremated, mm-hmm. you can't even go. You can't do nothing with that. Yeah, but you can still go back and you can wonder, like, you can talk to the family. Did your grandma or did your mother ever yeah. Tell yeah. Them, talk yeah. about cremation and everything? So then you can backlog all of that. You can continuously check um, the type of person that he was treating as well. Yeah. Was he well? Was she wealthy? Um, why was it only women? What's the connection between the older age and the younger age? Like he didn't kill anybody at a young age. It, you know what I just thought about? I don't know why it's a random thought, but like when people die, they should just take like a a, a tube of their blood. Like it should be mandatory. Like, at least one or two tubes of their blood. So, just in case later on there's foul play involved, or maybe there may be foul play involved, you can go back and test the blood and see if, like, maybe there was poison or if somebody tried to do something to them or mm-hmm. a false OD. Like, if this person isn't known for drugs, but then all of a sudden they OD. And that's it. That could, be, that could literally be key evidence. But <clears throat> I'm still a little confused because it's like, he put himself in the will as in like, you know, to get money or something, right? But it's kind of like, don't doctors make a decent salary? No. Wait, but he did have his own... His own practice. Yeah, he had his own practice. He was in charge of Damn, other people. yeah. Like, yeah I'm pretty he sure had his they, own, yeah. He had his own, pretty much his own building. Yeah, that's... He's bringing in something. Like he worked his way. Not up. like he was just like. He wasn't know, like he was like a scrub yeah. doctor or like a brand new doctor. He nah, got he a good a reputation and everything. Yeah. yeah, he got a that's good where reputation. The good, the good doctor, doctor come comes from. from. But that's crazy. It's still you just turn out to be the angel of death. Mm-hmm. So you work your way. You work that hard to kill people. I know who's really who's really shocked is probably the people that worked under him. They probably like we, we looking up to you like hey. We, Want to be you one day. See, exactly. And now, so all of the victims' families feel cheated. Yeah. Of course. Everybody everybody feels cheated. The workers, the families, most of all. Um, Shipman suicide meant that they would never have the satisfaction of a confession. Facts. Nor answers to why he did it. There's just no way you can ask, like, hey, what's going on? You know? Like, you can't do that. So, Dr. Not doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor, not doctor. Harold Shipman was the angel of death, killing 
roughly between 200 and 250 patients. God damn. He is known as the most prolific serial killer in modern history. And he got caught because he got greedy. Wait, the way I think of it now, maybe, like, saying that number, because, I mean, the 15, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you still feel guilty about, but, man, that's a lot. You said, like, between... 200, and f- 200 to 250. Yeah, like, he probably felt Sell all the you. guilt, probably sitting there, all that time he got to spend, probably just thinking, like, man, I, you know, I'll put them in a box, too. Yeah, like, that's, that's crazy. I got it, yeah. That shit is wild, bro. That shit is wild. He is just... I think... His mother dying really fucked him up. But I mean, man, like two hundred to uh, but to sit there and do all of that and then just to blame it on on your mother. See, and then and then that's the thing. Like you're not really blaming on your mother. You blame it on her mother passing, and it's just like, bro. But you already like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's just like I understand that's a very close relationship, and it's very sensitive, but. At the same time, and now you put other people in your you're shoes. You're just gonna kill everybody, bro. Every old, every elderly person that comes by you is damn near a target, and that's not cool. So, we're talking about the amount of people that he killed. Yeah, he like I said, two hundred to two hundred, roughly. This was through a twenty-eight year span. Twenty-eight years. Twenty-eight year span, nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety-eight. 28 years. Now, if you break that shit down, that's 10 victims a year. Oh, my God. Golly, bro. That's literally... And they, nobody was catching on to this, dude. That's And then I'm the saying. ones that pulled the flag on the first time, they was just like, well, there's no evidence. Where did, you, where did y'all look? Probably wasn't all that. I mean... Exactly. Probably wasn't looking deep enough. Probably thought it was like, ah, light evidence. Like, no, you don't see nothing. And then now, like, y'all done fucked up everything. Yeah, now you got to go all the way back. Fucked it up for everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally. Oh, (laughs) man. That's crazy. Yep. But it was greed that brought him down. Mm Mm-hmm. The root of all evil. Mm Mm-hmm. And I bet you that was his first time, and yeah, mm-hmm. he he just pushed the limits too far. Yeah, he thought he was gonna get 20, some money. Twenty eight fucking years. Twenty eight years you killing people. Twenty eight. And now you want to put yourself in the wheel. That's hella suspicious. Like, yo, you're a doctor putting yourself in the wheel. Exactly. Yo, something happened to me. Exactly. And my, you see, doctor such and such is, oh, he he gets Josiah's hell no. Yo, I I ain't I ain't fucking with it. I ain't fucking with either. It's a lot of people, and this dude's a piece of shit. So a huge piece of it, man. I hope you enjoyed my Doctor Evil tale. Um, I did. Oh, (laughs) they did. I'm traumatized, but I enjoyed it. Thank you, thank (laughs) you, thank you. Nah, that 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 one is wild. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie, that one is crazy as hell. I see stories like this just don't mess with y'all to be like yo like going to the doctor don't you oh I'm re- I'm ready for it whenever it happens I ain't tripping about it yeah like <laughs> well somebody's accepted things I don't understand yeah Cal said uh, in his I, will I, I should go ahead and get that mean, truck of his I ain't mean it I ain't mean it like that I'm just saying like it's 
Be like, shit, I know he was generous, but I didn't think he was going to be that generous. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, and then, oh, man. I should have I should have brought a picture of my fucking tickets. I don't gamble. It's not gambling. It's just the lottery. That's a form of gambling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's at $1.28 billion here in Texas. What I don't understand, Ooh. it's in the world. I mean, maybe not in the world. Oh, yeah, like, I thought it was just... In, in the country. But, but it's everywhere. Oh, this oh, lottery like funny. drugs, too. <laughs> Pretty much. If you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it, why they only make that one legal? They could be like, y'all so silly. Think about it. Why <laughs> is it? Why is that the only? That's the only gambling you could legally do anywhere. Yeah, you could pull up to any spot and get a lottery ticket. That's crazy. Because the state get the money. Yeah, I mean, it ain't harmful. I mean, it's pretty smart. If you come up with your own little gambling system and it works, hey. If it works, <laughs> if, if, if it, well, I mean, hey, it's working, so they winning. And it don't matter because every once in a while, I go all the way up high like this, right? Mm-hmm. All them other people that be winning don't be winning this much. Nope. So you might hit sixty thousand, and that's it. I'd be fine with that. Some people would be, but that's not why they playing. Hey, you see sixty thousand <laughs> drop in your account, you're happy. Not not if not if you have a gambling problem. If yeah, it yeah, drop yeah, in my yeah. account, I'll be happy. I'll oh, be yeah. thrilled. I'm not gonna go to the gamble spot though. I'm not I'm still not gonna buy no lottery ticket. I just wanna go to a casino and play poker. I wa- I went to the casinos because I could smoke a black amount in that bitch. You can. Really? I've been to the one to the one I don't in, gamble. Uh, so I wasn't going there for no gambling. The went, food was expensive <laughs> as shit. Hell no. Nah, I went to the one in St. Louis when I was stationed up there. Oh, yeah. Bro, that shit was, that oh, shit was fire. Wait. Um, is it by a, a racetrack? No, it's right next to the Hilton. Okay. That was a different one I went to. Yeah. I went to one that was right next to a racetrack. Like, it was a big-ass racetrack. Oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was yeah. like, damn, this shit is crazy. Nah, I don't want nobody to touch that race. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. It, it would have been, though. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because, like, you could just go to the parking lot of the casino and act like you just out there smoking and watch the whole race. That's off. And you know what? I wasn't even supposed to be there that weekend because. Um, you always get on here snitching on yourself. <laughs> you I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 2014. They ain't, ain't going to come back. But no, so, like, I wasn't even supposed to go. Because I was on like barracks arrest, like house arrest. Oh wow! Oh yeah. You was on barracks arrest for arrest. Arrest. <laughs> you was on barracks arrest and you for still... a whole fucking weekend, my guy. I felt like a little ass kid. I was like, fuck this! <laughs> I'll do what the fuck I want, and oh, I do what the fuck I want. So rebellious, ass. I did, and then St. Louis is two hours away from base. Oh yeah. But that is Harold Shipman. Shipman. That's what I said, Harold Shipman. Shipman. Well, he was shitty for what he did. He was a shitty man for what he did. Harold Shitty Man Shipman. There you go. There you go. That's a new nickname, Harold Shitty Man Shipman. Hell yeah. Fuck this nigga. Old shitty in the booty ass. (laughs) Old old folk killing ass. Fuck this hate. Fuck this nigga. Fuck him. Anyway, I hope y'all had a (laughs) good time listening to our stories. And uh, what a way to end, D. 
hey, sometimes you just got to end it on a high note. Exactly. Yes, sir. Exactly. So, hopefully, everybody enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I and hopefully, it. you enjoyed it. Please. So, please, keep listening. Keep following us. Follow us on IG. Follow us on Tiki Talk. On that TikTok, you know what I'm saying? I call it Tiki Talk. Tiki 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 <laughs> Fire, Edit. my God. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll be back with you and uh, we'll have some more tales for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.